This is the Out of Time Film Podcast, where your hosts, Tom and John, discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. Welcome to the Out of Time Film Podcast. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, John. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And this week, we are talking about the best films of 2023. Yeah. This has been such an interesting year for films, really, you know, with animation and filmmakers that come back with their films in such a massive way, with like Greta Gerwig with Barbie, and then Christopher Nolan with Oppenheimer. And then we saw some films this year. They were definitely films but anyway we're not talking about like the worst films here we're gonna talk about the best films of 2023 what do you think of 2023 i agree with you it's just been a fantastic year for some really unexpected reasons films that are created by people with passion and with care and creatives who really have something to say are doing better barbie and oppenheimer are perfect examples of that so normally we do our top 10 we're not going to do top 10 this year because frankly it takes too long and these videos don't do well enough so we're gonna do top five instead top five yeah yeah i I, there's a lot i wanted to talk about my top five yes We'll do honorable mentions, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll but, do honorable um, yeah, so mentions, yes. Hey, listen to the end of the video as well, because you'll get some exciting stuff, some little Easter eggs just for you. So we'll, we're going to we're gonna alternate, and we'll stop if either of us have the same thing on either of our lists. So, yes. John, start us off. What is your number five film of the year? The number five film is Oppenheimer. Right, okay. This doesn't appear on my list. Tell me. Tell me about Oppenheimer. Right, so this was such a difficult list to make for my top five. And I thought about Oppenheimer and the way it left me in the cinema. It was so existential and quite relevant today about where the world is heading to. And it's quite terrifying. And the message is just really strong in the film. And it just left me like, damn, this is the most existential piece for Nolan. I mean, there's Interstellar. But this one just really hits with the emotions. And I started reading American Prometheus, you know, what Christopher Nolan was trying to pick out from the book into Oppenheimer's life. And I've been reading the script. And I thought that was just an interesting formula that Nolan was using was the first person perspective in the script because it's like an objective view of the script. But this is from Oppenheimer's perspective. But as I learned about the movie and the score by Ludwig Goransson, and I thought that was just incredible that the score was able to capture this feeling of like existential threat to us with mankind, but also we're following on Oppenheimer's perspective. And I love the film that switches perspective with Strauss and the cast is stacked but I loved how the story was hitting the emotional beats and they just linked into this existential feeling across the film and that was just something that it couldn't left my mind and it's the reason why it's in my top five it just left me so devastated I couldn't agree more Oppenheimer is amazing we did a video on it so you know if you're interested to hear our full thoughts about Oppenheimer it's right there Nolan makes so many interesting and hard-hitting films but I think what makes this especially devastating is that you know this is real this happened And I've heard so many people who have been really moved by it. And I think that that is so fantastic. So Mm. my number five is Babylon. Babylon. Oh, oh, interesting. Because that's also on my list. Okay. Right. Okay. So we'll move on to your number four and we'll we'll circle back to Babylon. So what's your number four? My number four is Asteroid City. 
Oh, brilliant. Wow, yeah, no, that doesn't appear on mine, please. Oh, what? Astro City. Oh, no, wait. I know, okay. I know. This left me like, okay, so it's just profound with Wes and the idea of what happens if you don't find meaning in anything, really, and how do we move on with it? And one of the most powerful lines that I heard in the film was like when these two characters were talking to each other and like, am I doing it right with the play? Should I continue it? And then it's like, yes, you should continue doing the play. You are doing it right. You just need to find it. And I felt like this was such an interesting film to go through with the stylistic choices that the fourth wall breaking and what makes a film a film really and like are you trying to find the meaning or are you watching the film so yeah it just blew my mind as I thought more about the film and more about how it made me as well I mean there was amazing film that came out this year this this one that I just thought about like Wes is trying to make me think yeah I mean I saw it twice I really really loved it oh twice um, oh, nice. yeah again we did a video on this so please please if any of these interest you if you end up watching these films come back and listen to our thoughts there's a particular moment at the end across two balconies with this monologue. I love that scene. That if you've that. seen the film, you know, and Alexandra Des Platt's score, the particular track is called A Bewildering and Bedazzling oh. Celestial Mystery. It so is good. one of the most hard-hitting and poignant moments in, in any film this year. So my number four is Suzume. May. Susan May's also on my list. Yeah! Uh, another okay, another one, another one that we will swing back to. I predicted okay. this. I I know that the, the, even number three. I know it's on your list as well. Please, okay, John, give me your number three. It's Babylon. Okay, here we go. I'll give you a bit on Babylon, and then yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just I just love Damien Chazelle. This film is just it's pure insanity, just directed with an insane level of skill. The amount going on in the frame, especially in the first hour, just incredible. But also. There's so much beneath that. There's so much beneath all the noise and all the stuff going on. It's a film about how actors are remembered. How do the stories of real people inform mm. what we see in screen? A lot of the film is about Hollywood and the processes and how it's different back in the 20s to how it is now. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful way to explore the exploitation and the dreams of the industry because it's all part of it and it's all what makes it magic, but also so bittersweet. And it's all done just to perfection with this incredible score by Justin Hurwitz. I mean, it should have won yes. best score at the 2023 It should have won. It should have won. <laughs> oh, and I do, I do want to say as well, I see you guys in the comments saying, oh, Babylon came out in 2020. Not in the UK, it didn't. So, you know, we got it in, the, in 2023. Oh, yes, Britain. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we also did a video on Babylon as well. So, please... Please do definitely that. Yeah. check that out. Yeah, I agree. It was just pure insanity. And as I rewatched it on my small screen, the TV, I was like, damn, this hits really hard on the big screen. I don't know why. It just felt like what David Lynch says about like, you can't watch a film on your phone. It doesn't work like that. He goes on a tantrum with that, but you don't have the same experience as watching a movie on the big screen. So that was one of the reasons like Babylon just left me like tears in my eyes. It was like, damn, this is one of those films that really made me speechless i love that i love when films that you know you leave out the cinema you're like what have i just witnessed and it was incredible that is something that i haven't seen for such a long time and you know like with la la land that incredible feeling that we had at the end of you saw the big words appear at the end in la la land you know like be left speechless it's energizing i don't know if i said this when we did the video but so so we saw babylon together and then we parted ways and i was walking home and i just started running 
I was so invigorated and I was just so pleased with the film. And I know that it's a film that wasn't very well received, but screw that. I think it's incredible. I just started running. It's home incredible. Yes. And I can't think of such a powerful feeling that a film has left me with in a long time. I just felt just completely alive because of Babylon. Yes, I completely agree. I just needed to sit down, especially after sitting down three hours. But I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I just watch? It was just incredible. And I loved how that was just something that, again, made me speechless. So well done, Chazelle. What a guy. So that brings me on to my number three. And I know this is on your list, John. My number oh my three God. is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's also on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, well, there's nowhere to go now. We know that both of these ones on yours are on mine. So, what's your number two? Suzume. Brilliant. That's my number four. I want to say, in terms of Suzume, I absolutely love how this film is about the past and the present and how they mm. shape us as people in the moment, but also through memory. So much of the film is about memory. It is spectacularly animated. This year, in terms of animation, has been off the charts we have a video coming in a couple of weeks on the boy and the heron that film across the spider-verse person boots just incredible incredible animated films yes. this year susan major it just has these thrilling sequences and the narrative it, it's always combining character and plot but it has just that precision that you know the director makoto shinkai he doesn't miss a beat it deals with the burdens that are put on people, whether it be, you know, of a, of a legacy or of a guardian onto a child or even the burden of a promise and all these things that just work so well with a narrative that continually keeps you guessing, continue keeps you on your toes. I was really, really excited for this film and it didn't disappoint at all. If anyone is a fan of Your Name, which is Makoto Shinkai's, probably his oh, most famous your film. Your Name. Yeah, right. Watch Suzume. Again, guess what? We did an episode on it. So go and watch Suzume and then come back and listen to our episode because it just fantastic, fantastic film. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree about this film. We follow these characters, especially Suzume, you know, looking back at the past and how do we move on in the present. And the one thing that I absolutely love is the journey, how Suzume changes, you know, with the character development. And the voice acting was just so good in this one, especially for the dub, as we saw. Uh, who did the dub? Josh Keaton. Spectacular Spider-Man himself. Yes. Yeah, I love the, that. It was just unexpected, and the emotional beats just hit so hard with the animation. I absolutely loved the magic realism. You know, we go through this world with the doors and the worms as well. Please, if you haven't seen Susan May, please do. It is so good, especially watching on the big screen. It was just an immersive experience to watch. Absolutely. That brings me to my number two. And now, now I know we're getting into territory that you, these these aren't films. And I, I want to say that sometimes how we receive a film, it comes down to how we connect with a story. You know, my number three is Across the Spider-Verse. And we will talk about that. But that may just be the best film of the year, like objectively. I'm not about to say that my top two are better than it, but they spoke to me. Same last year, 2022. I thought Belfast was the best film that I saw. But then Cha-Cha Real Smooth, it just hit me in the feels. And I think that's exactly mm. the same with the case of these next two number two for me was 
Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I haven't seen that, so that is something that Dude. I need to see really badly. So I heard a lot of good things about this film, so please do tell me why. I'm still stunned. It's been like a year since I watched this film. And we I'm did still talk just... about this film did... a lot, Tom. I'm sorry. I'm pleased. <laughs> I, need to, I need to watch it. I have I have literally nothing to say that you I haven't like, already said. John, it is... John, you need to watch it. You need to watch John, it. And I was like, please, there was a back please. in March, and we were like, okay, I'll see it. And then I saw so many other things. I mean, I really wish, because we didn't do an episode on this one, and I really wish that we did, because it, it just, ah, it's so good. <laughs> um, You know, as I said with Susan May, this year with animation is so good. This film is, the animation is just on such another level. It's not really a common thing for animated franchises to completely switch up the style of animation halfway through obviously the animation will improve as time goes on but they completely add so many more layers to the animation it's so much more different than what we saw in the first person boots it's so expressive it's so colorful it's so great at depicting speed and emotion and it's all just so incredible and not only is the film just this visual wonder this spectacle but it is so so enjoyable and so well paced and balanced every single character there's a lot of characters in this film but they're all so layered and well balanced and they're all kind of working towards this similar goal and the way that everybody handles their different trials is exactly what makes them all so well defined it's such a simple thing but it it works so well but at its core the film it's about how do we spend life it's about death and the fact that death will come for us all and that you can live your life in regret you can live your life with greed or you can spend your life surrounded by the people that you love do you want to be seen as a good person? Do you want to be loved by all? Or do you just want to be loved by those specific, very important people? These are the questions that the film asks. And I just can't believe it. The first Puss in Boots is a perfectly fine film, but it is not top five, top 10, top two material. <laughs> but then Puss in Boots and Last Wish is like, hey, hold my beer. This is one of the greatest animated films I've ever seen. One of the greatest animated sequels. One of the best sequels it's up there with Across the Spider-Verse and with Shrek 2 and with Toy Story 2. I just can't get over how good this film is and I can't wait to watch it again. Wow, okay. That is going on my list to watch. Just put it on the top of every single list that you have. If you have a list, like the to-do list, number one is Puss in Boots and the Last Wish. Before you give your top one, I want to know, give me some honourable mentions. Just some films that okay. you've seen this year that didn't make the cut, but yeah, like give us some honourable mentions. Well, first, I finally saw Godzilla Minus One, so that's an honourable mention. Me too, me too. That was such a banger. Like, yeah. that's how you make a Godzilla film. It was just like, yeah. it hits so hard. The emotional beats about humanity against this giant creature and the special effects, it was really good. It was just so well made and took really care. Like, this is something they really want to make. It was just so immersive with the story as well. So that was a banger. What about you, Tom? Godzilla oh. is absolutely on there. You just had an idea. What's your idea? What's your honorable Bottoms. mention? Bottoms. 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 Is, we are yet to do a video on Bottoms, but it's coming. I promise. It's Bottoms coming is soon. Fantastic. It's coming soon. Yeah. It's an absurd queer masterpiece. It's hilarious. It's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so great just to see queer people having fun on screen, you know, in, in that way. Other honorable mentions I've got. 
The Fablemans. Just oh, again, yes. again, this came again. out in the UK yes. in 2023. I promise. Um, same with Puss in Boots. All these films that you think that came out in 2022, they definitely came out in 2023 for, <laughs> for, for yeah. the UK. Um, it, it's just just a film about passion. It's a film about how we view the world and about how we view our family and the power of cinema for the good and for the bad. It's one of Spielberg's best yes. films, which is saying a lot. I just adore it. Another one that I have is Pearl, brilliant horror film oh, Pearl. that is just yes. simple yet okay. effective, second in the X trilogy. Yes, I know it came out in 2022 in the US, I know, <laughs> but it came out 2023 here. Yeah. Just, just another, you know, set in like the 1920s, just another really, really, really great one. Yeah, one that I really loved that didn't make it into the top five was The Creator. That was something I really liked in terms of like role building, you know, in terms of like the video. If you haven't seen that, please do. We do talk about these Another one. Well. Oh yeah, we also did The Fablemans as well. Another film that we did this year, one of the best, Nimona. Another animated classic. Oh, Nimona. Banger. Just, Banger. Just brilliant, just about and friendship the... and expression and fantastic. And The Boy in the Heron. That is also in my top Oh, The Boy well. in the Heron. Exactly. Just so many... Final honourable mention from me. We didn't do this in the podcast, but it's just... Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Just a really, oh, really, really I need fabulous tale. Yeah, I, I want to say it's on Prime in the UK. So, you know, definitely give that a watch. It's just, you know, just about adolescence and growing up and about, mm. you know, being a woman and confusion with religion and how do we express faith in the world? The whole film is just fantastic. So without further ado, John, drum roll, please. Okay, I already know okay. what it is. I figured it out. <laughs> what is your number one film of 2023? Across the Spider-Verse. What? Yeah! What? What no a way. banger. Who would have thought it? This is at my number three, but I will let you start. Okay, so Across the Spider-Verse. This film, I think this might have been my most anticipated. Yes, when we did yes. our anticipated movies video last year, we both said Spider-Verse is number one. Yes. When the film was about to come out and we've heard like so many praises about the film, I'm like, is it supposed to be that hype? But Spider-Verse deserved that hype. Oh my God. I've never felt so hyped watching a film, you know, with Daniel Pemberton's score, with the soundtrack by Metro Boomin. Like, that was a banger, by the way. Metro Boomin's soundtrack was so good. With the story, you know, that's focusing on Miles, that is he supposed to be Spider-Man with fate. And it was just bringing really interesting concepts and it just brought them all together with the spark, but also with the alternate, you know, different universes as well. And we all felt that feeling, you know, the feeling, you know, at the end of the film, and it says to be continued. Everyone in the cinema was gasping like, no, we need oh more, we need God. more. What a cliffhanger. I mean, this is how you do a part one. A lot of comic book films, especially this year, they try to set things up. They try to hype you up at the end. But then with this, that's how really you cook. Is. And I know that Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed, but my God, take 10 years if you need to, because this deserves just the, the greatest satisfaction. It was so unexpected with the story. That is such an incredible movie from start to end. I left really sad, like, we have to wait until Beyond the Spider-Verse. I really hope that the payoff for Beyond the Spider-Verse is worth the few years that we're going to have to wait. I agree with everything you say, you know, it's an exploration of destiny, what's written and doing your own thing, despite what others think you should do. You know, Miles's journey in this film is so interesting. And also all the other characters, 
much like Puss in Boots, it's a film with a lot and lots of things going on, a lot of characters, but they kind of balance it all perfectly. And the animation is just next level beautiful. Unfortunately, the crunch on the animators was, yes, you know, insane. Well. Yeah, and, yeah, and that that is something that you know we have to say. Just start treating your animators fairly, please. please Hopefully, please the fact do. that they are delaying Beyond the Spider Verse means that they will give it the time it deserves. Because truly, you know, this is this is something insane work, and this is massive. So it really is. It, it's crazy that they had to do crunch time for Across the Spider-Verse. Why would you not, like, treat your animators or VFX artists the time they needed to perfect, you know, with the special effects or the animation? 2023, fantastic year for film, but it is very important that we say, as good as this year has been, there's been a lot of mistreatment of writers, of actors, of animators, of VFX artists, of so many different points in the industry. And it's just unacceptable. Studio heads have so much more power than ever before. And that's just not okay. You know, the thing that makes this medium, this format so beautiful is the creative talent and in given time for that passion to come out and not be overworked. So that is something very important that the strikes may be done, but it's still as important as ever that we preach that good message so my number one is Rye Lane. Oh, this... as I was like scrolling through Twitter, I saw your tweet about Rye Lane. I was like, okay, he's, he's talking about it. And now here we are with this. I haven't seen this film, so do talk about it. Yeah, so it's on Disney Plus in the UK. I'm not sure beyond that, but I'm pretty sure it's still on there. So definitely everyone, please watch it. <laughs> um, it is such a vulnerable and human story about loss and grief and how that is something that we can use to connect with others we all have insecurities and we all have things that we struggle with but that can be something that we can move beyond them we can eventually be lifted up it's a story about all of that but it's done with style it's done with speed it is done with color and I love all of that kind of stuff. This is one of the most expressive films of the year without being animated, without being, you know, a huge, you know, visual spectacle. It still manages to be all like that. The director, Rain Allen Miller, just injects this film with such humanity at every level while also making it really, really energetic, as I say. You know, love and life is complicated from every angle. Nothing is black and white. There are greys everywhere, but we can find colour, we can find enjoyment from all of those different angles we can always find something that means something to us and i didn't expect that i didn't expect to be hit with such big things from just a film that i was like oh yeah this 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 seems fun and then i watched it and i was like whoa amazing but it's not like a depressing film it's still a film that is really really enjoyable and, and it's funny and you know the cast are just they have such good chemistry with david johnson and vivian apara they just have this amazing chemistry and you know they're really believable as the leads in this film and i'm so so glad that i watched it because i feel like it preaches such fantastic messages and my life is brighter because of the existence of rye lane so that's my number one of 2023 and that closes out our coverage of 2023 well, actually, not really, because we still have some other. But it closes out 2023, essentially, on the podcast. What a year it's been. What a year. Do you want to briefly talk about the most anticipated things that you're excited for 2024? No, John, because next week we are doing... <gasps> 
our most anticipated films of 2024. That's right, everyone. Oh, yeah. There's a lot coming. So there's a lot coming. In. We would not have time to talk about it because I was just like, do you, do you want to talk about the, the <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were teeing me up. That's brilliant. That, that, that was, we didn't plan that, guys. That was just one of those beautiful moments. Thank you, yes. everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you enjoyed it, you can like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five star review if you think we're worthy. Next week, as I I said we're doing the most anticipated films of 2024 tell us what are you excited for what are you a bit worried about you know it's it, we're not just doing the best stuff we're also going to be talking about some of the stuff that we are a little bit concerned about so you know tune in next week for all of that you can yes. send us an email at gmail.com let us know your thoughts on next year the landscape of film in general we're going to just talk about it all ask us any questions we'll answer it right here on the podcast next week yes also i was about to make a joke about the most anticipated thing that you're excited for tom what um, what is it john what is it the amagundi movie <laughs> whoa he did it oh my <laughs> he Okay. No okay. one will understand that. No one will. <laughs> if anyone understands that, well done. Well, well done. done. That's a, that's a podcast deep cut that now. is. Okay. Yes, yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram at Out of Time Film Pod to see our incredible thumbnails from Zane Asvel. On Twitter for more thoughts from Tom and TikTok to see edited clips, which are all also on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts. And you can find that or the description below. Thanks to L. James Mayer for the excellent theme and Ronan Phillips for vocals as always. And I think that's everything and yeah that is everything for 2023 with the movies and uh yeah happy new year yeah happy new year i hope everyone is is doing well and excited for for the year to come and yes. thanks john for making 2023 on the podcast oh. a great year thanks My thanks to everybody listening we've had some really <laughs> big hitters this year as well our best doctor who episodes video our aquaman and the lost kingdom video our captain marvel video our barbie video just great to see people getting stuck yeah. in so yeah pl- you know also share the podcast if you're enjoying it everyone's turned off already so it's fine <laughs> no one's listening <laughs> to this bit but uh yeah i think that's i think that's all for <laughs> well, us they're gonna they're gonna find like hidden gems you know for the yeah exactly bits. listen to the end guys it's always the what we shouldn't say we should say that at the beginning listen to the end <laughs> wait i'll end. okay I'll, I'll, wait. I'll edit this in okay right, i'll edit this uh, wait, in how, hey uh, wait, hey li- wait, what what? what? How are you gonna put this at the beginning? Because then people. I'm just gonna. Like... I'm just gonna edit like a call to listen to the end. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Hey, listen to the end of the video as well because you'll get some exciting stuff, some little Easter eggs just for you. Boom. Here's, here's Boom. the podcast lore. <laughs> it comes full circle. It's like Tenet. It's like, it's like Tenet. Tenet. Any yeah. one of you on a Peloton right now, you may not understand it. Did you see that? Did you see that thing with the Peloton? Chris <laughs> Nolan, and then the, the instructor was like, "I don't get, I don't understand that film. I wish I could get this." Chris Nolan, he's just trying to work out. He's just like peddling his life away, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh God!" And the instructor's like, "Who made this movie, man? <laughs> who, is me? who, who made Tenet?" And he's just like. And Christopher Nolan's like, I need to do, I need to do exercise more. That's the dream. To... Ne- Christo- Christopher Nolan's next film will be about Peloton. Oh Mark my, my words. That oh would yes. Be like, and he'd be like, how did I get an inspiration for this? My instructor. <laughs> Dedicated yeah. to my instructor. Rest uh... in peace. Wait, what? Why? They, Why? They, in... they they pelotoned too close to the sun, John. No, she. No, the instructor was Icarus. No. Oh, ah. God damn it! Wow, what a what, what a time. Okay, about? we should stop. What? We should stop okay. now. Uh, we're going crazy.
take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. I'm gonna I'm gonna call Christopher Nolan. I'm gonna get him to do it. I'm gonna pitch it to him. <laughs> Goodbye. Hello, Tom, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What's up, bye. What's up, bye. 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 bye.